Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of We're Not There Yet. And we definitely just want to thank everybody for the support and for showing us so much love. It was really appreciated and it motivated us even more to talk about today's topic, which is... Which is, my insecurities have anxiety. So you're probably asking, like, what in the world does that, does that even mean? Like, what is my insecurities have anxiety? Well, um, there's a lot of topics that go under insecurities. And I feel like a lot of people kind of take that in just one way, which is, like, how you look mm-hmm. compared to everybody else and, like, um, what you do compared to everybody else. And mm-hmm. it's not really looking into, like, what really could cause insecurities or what really is insecurities at yeah. all. You know, like there's a lot of people who have insecurities that you you probably wouldn't even have think of, you know, like you probably wouldn't have even thought of was considered an insecurity. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them can trigger a lot of things. Yeah, I think so. And obviously these are things that are built up um, from when we were little. It's not only like that tomorrow I wake up and I have an insecurity. No, it's like something that has actually like grown up with you that you're not able to like let go of or you're not really thinking about it as much as like in the back of your head but sometimes it sneaks up and it's like here i am and you know it just bothers you a lot especially i would say for me my biggest insecurity has always been my weight just because i was just surrounded by all my cousins who were always in shape or were skinnier than me and I was compared to them and I would compare myself to them all the time and it was just something that bothered me because I didn't look like them and I always thought why don't I look like them why am I different and I never thought that that insecurity was actually my power my power meaning that it made me different and it did make me stand out. So it kind of is an insecurity and it still is an insecurity for me, but I'm learning how to embrace it and how to think more positively about the way that I look, the way that I carry myself and just, I don't know, work on that as a whole. Do you think that that affected you, like, growing up? Definitely. Or, like, even now? Yeah, like, um, I always hid from people because I felt like I wasn't pretty enough or I felt like everybody was looking at either my other cousins or even my friends. My Not friends. Me. Stop! <laughs> I'm like, she's saying cousins, and I'm like, I, I don't think she's talking about me. What are you talking just, about? I think she's talking about everybody else. But it's fine. Seriously, me too. Because what yeah. are you guys what are you talking about? Like, are you talking about our other cousins? Because you're not talking about me. And that's not about me either. Well, I mean, I'm your niece. I'm like, but still. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you guys know the other girls. I'm not going to name their names. Yeah. <laughs> to keep their like, privacy. Because I feel like I, I felt the same way. Because I always feel like, well, the other, like, I always felt like, um, so I'm like taller than all of you. And that's like, inst- like I know it's like it makes me stand out. But when you're you're like growing up, mm-hmm. like that's like that's always been my insecurity. And also like I kind of was in like 
I remember when I was like in elementary school, like I would get, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, when I was in elementary school, like I would get bullied too. Cause I wasn't only tall. I was also like, like a little overweight. Like my yeah. weight has always been like also an issue. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're tall and you stand out and then you're also like overweight and you stand out. Yeah. So it's and like double insecurity. It's like double insecurity. So yeah. I just like, I always try to make myself as small as possible. Yes. <laughs> Which is like why now it's like, I understand how it affects me because I have to like try so hard to like be outgoing yeah. or like, or like not go back to that, not go back to like being in a social mm-hmm. space and being like, oh, are people looking at me? Mm-hmm. Like, am I standing now? Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah. to be honest, I'm still the tallest one. I like, I walk in the room. <laughs> yeah, but we and grew. I'm, yeah, so I know you grew. But, you're not but, that like, tall. <laughs> you're like five one. Yeah. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm five eight. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. like five, 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 six. You are? I'm like five. Where? Five. No, but yo. Really? But like the biggest, like the biggest thing is like, you know how you said, oh, like you're, like you were insecure because our other cousins, like you were always like a little bit more of a weight than them. But I mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like the same way that you thought something of them, they probably thought something of you. Of like, course. Like they probably were like, oh well, like they probably were envious of something that you had that they didn't. So I feel like sometimes people don't realize that when you compare yourself with someone, the thing that you're looking at, like, oh my God, I wish that I could have this or I want to look that way or something. That might actually be the insecurity that they have. Mm-hmm. And you're over here being like, I wish I had that. But then they're over here being like, I wish I didn't have that. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like people just need to understand that. I don't even know where I was going with that. I just lost my turn of thought. You want to help me? People just need to understand that we all have insecurities and that we all have something that we don't like about ourselves. And going back to like the question that you asked me, I definitely did try to hide myself and I still mm-hmm. do, like Josephine says. Um, it's something to it's something hard to get rid of, like the hiding because I don't like attention because I feel like if I have attention, then people are looking at my insecurities. They're not looking at my good traits, which mm-hmm. is so crazy. But I feel like a lot of people feel that same way too. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes when you're singled out by other people, especially like your parents or your grandparents or just family members, you're a little bit fat for people who don't know um, Spanish, but, or um, maybe you need to like lose weight or you should stop eating at night. Like these little things that people say, and they don't know how it really affects anybody around them. They don't really know what that person has gone through in their lifetime where that can be a little trigger to make that person insecure again. And then that's when you start pulling away from people. And that's when you can get into a bad space. Yeah, and definitely. And that's where anxiety starts. Definitely. Yeah. Like, growing up, I, my biggest insecurities, one, obviously, is, you know, weight. And then on top of that, I my skin is not, like, normal. <laughs> my skin is a little different. 
where I don't even know how to describe the way that my doctor said it was, but basically any anything on my face, I just get a mark. Even if I don't touch it, I get a mark, like no matter what. So like growing up, I always felt like I was like a double chocolate chip cookie because like literally all the marks on my face. And then growing up also you like uh, in our culture, they'll say like, oh, curly hair or a lot of curly mm-hmm. hair is like, is um pelo malo like bad hair yeah. yeah and growing up always having to relax your hair and always having to have it straight all the time and like and when i when i hit a certain age i just stopped doing that and just started to cut off all my hair mm-hmm. so i can have my curls back so like growing up a big insecurity in me was my hair yeah the way you know obviously my weight and my skin so it was like so many things all at once so it definitely did make me hide and like the older that i got the more I just didn't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And like for a really long time, I literally was not seen. Yeah. <laughs> literally. I like, remember. I was in hiding for months. Mm-hmm. Like it would take a lot for somebody to let, like make me leave my house. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. And that's where it gets tricky because then once you start hiding yourself and once you start removing yourself from social events and even family and things like that, that's when being by yourself and also feeling bad about yourself that's when the anxiety hits that's when depression can come through like just all these negative thoughts and negative energy around you that you kind of do need sometimes a little push to get out of there Mm -hmm. and talking about things like this definitely help because the more that you let things inside or leave things inside the more that you feel like there is no type of way of fixing what you're going through. And it's not even fixing, it's just really just trying to change your mindset. Like, yeah, we could have been overweight when we were growing up and things like that, but the thing that made it worse is that we kept comparing ourselves to other people. And once you compare yourself to other people, you lose yourself. And that's the worst thing that any of us can do lose yourself because no one is you that's the biggest power that you have that nobody can be like you or talk like you or have your vibe yes people can connect to you but just you as a person there is no other copy even if you have a twin they can't be you that's the crazy part and that's something that we don't think about we just think about just how other people look and how we wish we were other people and we don't even know what that person's really going through yeah and also acknowledgement i feel like we're all so ignorant when it comes to ourselves because we're so busy comparing ourselves to other people Mm -hmm. and it's just like acknowledge it like i had to acknowledge the fact that i was extremely overweight Mm -hmm. i had to acknowledge that and really take that in obviously i didn't know that but it's just like i really didn't know that until like now i look back at pictures and i'm like oh damn Mm -hmm. oh my god like i look at myself and i'm like that does not even look like me yeah and it's like, it took a lot of acknowledgement and a lot of like, oh my God, these pants don't fit me anymore. This shirt doesn't fit me anymore. Let me just go buy some new ones. And then I just continue to go up in size and go up in size. Yeah. And it, I, there was a point where you barely even saw me buying clothes because I was just like, well. But I, I think you said wear. something like key is that you acknowledged it because no matter like you can have insecurities and obviously your insecurities get worse when people are constantly telling you oh you're overweight or your hair tiene pelo malo like you have bad hair like you should straighten it but i think that 
the thing is, if your insecurities get to a point where it's affecting your mental health and it's affecting you as a person that you literally can't get up from bed or like you said, that you can't even leave your room, at that point, I think you need to take like self-control of your own insecurities and be like, how am I going to change this so that this doesn't affect me anymore? Yeah. And I think it doesn't only have to be with overweight or yeah. the way that you look. Because for a long time, I really thought that I was so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what other word to use. Like, I felt that I was just a person who couldn't really... Um, just even speaking, like how I am speaking now, I felt like what I said, people wouldn't understand it. So that's why for a long time, I was just quiet, almost mute in the sense that when I was around other people and there was like a crowd and people were talking, I didn't want to talk and I didn't try to like continue with the conversations because I felt like what I had to say didn't make sense in what the group was saying. And I am, right now, it doesn't sound like it, but I am soft-spoken. Like, I can't really scream or I don't like talking really loud because it makes me uncomfortable. And when people are like, well, what did you say? Can you repeat that? It just makes you a little bit even more insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because hesitant. it's like, oh, I had to repeat what I just said. And it was so tough <laughs> for me to even say it in the first place. Like, really? So I think that is such a big one for so many people out there and they don't even say it because they feel like it's dumb to feel dumb because obviously you have something to say but people don't understand what you're going through if they're not going through it like you know so that's pretty much like definitely some of my insecurities and definitely also with my hair I feel like those days of waking up at five in the morning to go to the salon (laughs) oh my god every weekend we would wake up at five to go to the salon to make sure that our hair was straight and that there was no little curl in our hair oh my god that That extra smells bad so bad it burns and it's so bad for your hair it's bad for we were literally it was chemicals we were killing our curls yes like since we were like 11. Not even. I started when I was like 8. Okay, that's a little. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. Because my hair is so that's curly. Yeah. And my mom didn't know how to deal my, with, yeah, my, my with my hair. And my mom, paseme moñito, lo que sea. Mm-hmm. Eso era un, con el cepillo, dándome la cabeza. <laughs> I'm like, mommy, it hurts. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to take her to the salon and they're going to figure it out. But now we know because this curly hair is tough. It is tough, yeah. but it's worth it. It is worth it. But, you know, there's a lot more that comes with just being insecure about the way that you look. There could be a lot of insecurities in regards to, like, of course, like, the topic of comparing yourself to another Mm -hmm. person. Like, for example, um, fearing of being a failure and you see other people doing better than you. you, Mm -hmm. You feel like you're failing. Like... Like, I know there's a lot of people who are doing so much better than me. Well, at least I think that they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm just afraid of failing and feeling like I can never get to where they are, you know? Like, I, I want to make sure I get there, too. And I just, I'm so insecure about that. I am so afraid of failure. Like, that is my biggest insecurity is, like, if I'm afraid of failure, I'm so, so scared of it. 
that it gives me anxiety. Like mm-hmm. when I feel like I'm on the like on the verge of failing, I get anxiety. I'm like yeah. I cannot, I can't fail. Like I can't do that. So do you feel like that stops you from growing? Sometimes it does. I feel like sometimes it really does. Like it took everything in me to launch my business of Elevate with Zuri. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot in me to just kind of get out of my shell. Even right now, even now that I'm feeling a little bit more confident in myself, it's taking a lot for me to like get out of my shell. Like I'm very soft-spoken myself. I'm not I'm not a person to just be out there, "Hey, what's up?" Like no, that's not me. Like that's not me at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just very quiet to myself and like it takes a lot for me to just be out there, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I, I deal with so much anxiety, like on a day-to-day basis, just because of my insecurity of failing and feeling like I'm not enough or like feeling like I'm just never gonna get where I wanna be or like getting called out for doing something wrong or like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, I, I freak out when I get called out, you know, for doing something wrong. I freak out. It's embarrassing. You don't want to be put on the spot for something that you, are already fearing of not doing correct exactly exactly and then like when i thought i did something right and then it ends up to be wrong it's like, why did you do that wrong and i'm mm-hmm. like oh sh- i didn't even think i did that wrong oh yeah my God. and it's like i'm caught off guard and there's so much anxiety and there's boom all of that there's yeah so many things running through my mind and then for like a good hour two hours i'm still thinking about it yes i'm oh, i have this thing where it's like I the minute that I get in the shower from work, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, detox the day, stop taking it home with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like my boyfriend tells me all the time, why is it that you let um your why do you let everything affect you? Like why do you let every single little thing like affect how your day goes or like any opinion just affect what you know you think? Mm-hmm. And I'm just I can't help it. I I really can't. And it's like I go to sleep with it, mm-hmm. I take a shower with it. I do my homework with it. Yeah. I think of it and it just never leaves my mind. And you know, like, that is probably something that you're coming, like, you're bringing it from your childhood, actually. I believe so. Because a lot of the things that we do on a day to day is learned behavior, it's something that is constant in our life or was constant in our life. Mm-hmm. And once we're trying to heal from it, mm-hmm. we don't really know how to heal from it completely and i really believe that there are some things that you cannot heal completely from it because anything can trigger it and you can have that slight moment of you feeling that way all over again it's kind of like how josephine and me always talk about secondhand embarrassment oh Oh my god that is the worst thing ever it's worse than firsthand exactly like i think it comes from my parents first oh probably yeah but like somebody getting embarrassed and you getting embarrassed because they got embarrassed like that is such uh i get embarrassed for other people all the time and it's worse than my own embarrassment. Like, I'd rather feel my own embarrassment yes. than other people's yeah. embarrassment. Yes. And that comes from insecurities, too. Because, you know, sometimes these people don't get embarrassed. And we're embarrassed yeah, for, for them. them. It's like, what? Like, what is How that? How does it even work? But oh going back to what you were saying, I think that the thing that doesn't help us mm-hmm. is, again, the comparing. And not knowing that things will work out for us Mm -hmm. when they are supposed to work out for us because we just think that we're in this time frame in our head we have all these expectations all these things Mm -hmm. that we believe we need to get done Mm -hmm. and if we don't get it done right now then it's never gonna happen for us Mm -hmm. and it's not like that you have to take life as it is you do as much as you can but you can't control anything in life 
you really can you can't so i think the best thing that you can do in that situation is just take it in for what it is and try to let it go you know i feel like now that you said that that's probably why like i am such an organized freak like mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things because i mm-hmm. feel like i have a hold on something yes. you know like i need to have control of you know when i take a shower on a certain day when i clean up a certain time mm-hmm. or you know make sure my car is clean and make sure my room is clean make sure my homework's done at a certain time and things like that like i like to make sure like i have hold of certain things or else if i don't you i freak, freak out, out. You like freak out. like literally I, i'll argue about this all the time where my transactions in my card. I don't know what it is, but like every single time before I do a transaction, like I have to plan it out in my head. Like, I have to, okay, this is how much is being taken out. This is how much I have left over. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Or like before I get paid like that week, I'll just do the deductions in my head mm-hmm. and then like plan it out. So if I do like an unexpected transaction, it throws me off completely. Yeah. And it gives me anxiety. It just makes me, it just makes me nuts because I don't have hold on something that i should have control over and it makes me crazy it makes me literally go crazy and i think that's where anxiety really does come from not having control and kind of freaking out about it because we have this mindset where we think we have control over so many things even like how our day is gonna go we believe we have in our head we think that our day is gonna go bam i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna get ready i'm gonna go to work and i'm gonna do x y and z at work and all these things but you know anything can hold you back your alarm doesn't wake you up on time then you're late then you're late to like do all the responsibilities that you have to do that day Mm -hmm. and then it just backtracked you and now you're anxious because everything's not getting done how you expected it to and that's just another level of feeling, I guess, insecure or feeling mm-hmm. bad about how the day is going. Yeah. And that puts us in a bad place. And you want to know what else, too, though? I This is something that I can speak for myself. I don't know if anybody else, you know, feels that way. But self-doubt is a huge yes. one for me, specifically. Like, and it brings out anxiety. It means mm-hmm. all my insecurities in one, it's self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I don't have that much power. Like, again, like, I, I consider myself, you know, what you said, like, soft-spoken. And, like, I feel like my voice doesn't matter. Like, you know, nothing really matters that I do. Like, what's how am I going to make a difference in that? Like, you know, like, little things. Yeah, I can't do that. No, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, making an excuse for something because I don't think I can. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, in reality, it's just I'm just putting myself down and I'm putting the value that I have in myself. And I was like, yo, you know what? Like, instead of me saying that, I should be like, you know, I can do that. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I I do that a lot when I'm at work. My, It's funny that you said that because, so we had, um, we're having, like, supervision at my job right now. Like, one, one one-on-one with our supervisor. And she said that in the beginning, I don't know why I do this. But in the beginning of when, like, I start a job or anything, I, like, I'll know how to do something, but I'll ask the question, am I doing this right? Or is this how you do it? Oh, before I do it, can I do it <laughs> yeah, like this? Yeah, I do the same thing. And my supervisor, she's like, Josephine, you know what you're doing, but you keep asking the same questions over and over again. And then she's like, have you noticed that every time you do this, that I've been kind of like, neat like 
kind of taking back and being like, so what do you think you should do? Like, what, what, how do you, how would you handle the situation? So it's true. Like when I, I don't know where it comes from, but I do like, especially when it comes to work, I do self doubt. Like, I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, is this what she said? Like, how do I handle the situation? Wait, did this situation already happen? Like, do I know how to, and like, um, it's funny because like Dori's always saying how good I am at like reading or like communicating with people. Yeah. But when I'm at work <laughs> and I need to talk in a meeting, <laughs> that's it. I become like a shell. Like, don't look at me. Una baba this yeah. blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Nothing comes up. <laughs> Nothing. No, I won't even talk. Like literally, I won't talk. My my supervisor always has to like look at me and be like, "Do you have anything to say? Do you have anything mm-hmm. to add?" Josephine, I I hear cuz she like knows I'll tell her like one-on-one, but then when it's in a group, I'll, I won't say anything. So she'll be like, oh, Josephine, you were saying this and this to me. Do you want to like elaborate and tell the group? Yeah. So I don't know where the self, because I always feel like if I say something um, or comment on another person's like work, that then they're going to comment on my work and then it's going to be something negative. Like yeah. I did something wrong or I, or like, why did you even comment on that? Because you, you did so-and-so wrong. So, and for me, like I'm very prideful when it comes to work. So if I do something wrong at work or I know that I don't know how to do something and I've already asked the question, that's an insecurity of mine that I'm just gonna look stupid yeah. at work. Like that's like one of my biggest insecurities. I don't ever want to look stupid at work. Because you don't want to be looked as you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And then when it when you think about it, if you don't know what you're doing, what are you doing here? Yeah. And that's something that we have a lot of yeah. and we need to kind of reassure ourselves. We can't really wait for somebody else to reassure mm-hmm. us because once you're expecting somebody to do that for you, when they don't do it, then you're going to feel bad mm-hmm. and you're going to feel like, okay, so I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing here? And the self-doubt is going to get mm-hmm. worse. But I think this all ties in into us understanding that we're humans. We make mistakes. We just need to move on and grow from it. Even though that's like so easy to say, mm-hmm. it's just take it day by day. And when you can't take it day by day, take it hour by hour, minute by minute. Don't overthink about things all the time. But again, that's so easy to say. But it does take practice. It takes a lot of practice to do that. Yeah, I've tried to do that myself. Like I, you know, be like the minute that I leave work, okay, stop thinking about what happened today. Stop thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, what happened previously. Just let it go. You're only there to do your job and just go home. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then when you get home, you know, it's like I take everything with me. Like what I said to this person, what I did at work, what I said to my supervisor, mm-hmm. what I, you know, like just every little thing I always take home with me. Yeah. And I can't help it. And I try so hard to just detoxify myself of the day mm-hmm. and it never works. Yeah. And like I try so hard. I literally try so hard, but it's like I can't do it. But and then, I drive myself crazy. But do you feel like you continue to carry that with you? All the time. All the time? All the time. No matter what. 
like just yesterday i was thinking about a conversation that i had with somebody and i'm just like okay i could have said something different you know i could have like especially like when you're having the self-doubt like literally when you're having that self-doubt at that moment you're not thinking because the anxiety is just going through your life you're not thinking at all so you're just whatever comes to mind it's like yeah this it that's it right there and then a couple minutes later you're like okay I could have said something different. I could have done something different. Mm-hmm. This is what I could have said. This is what I could have done. Probably would have had a different outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't think about it until minutes later. like, And it just drives you crazy. It does. I feel like it does. And I feel like a lot of people can definitely agree on that topic. And I don't know. Like I feel like once we continue to try to practice to let things go the more that we will be better with our anxiety Mm -hmm. because our anxiety it just holds us back from so many things it's definitely comes from a negative place and just dealing with that on a daily basis like I remember having anxiety attacks when I was in school and I had to present just because all the attention was on me and I was like, oh my God, like these, this anxiety was so bad that I wouldn't even be able to like stand. I will be fidgeting, like I would have to sit down, I will be red, all these things. And it's just like, wow, where is that coming from? And then again, it's like from me wanting to hide and not being sure of myself and not being sure of what I have to say. And it's just something that- and also fear of being judged. Yeah definitely fear of being judged but that's like that's like crazy to me that it's like sometimes like your insecurities are purely based on what you've been hearing your whole life like they didn't even start with you they Mm -hmm. started with someone else so it's like you're you created this whole thing in your head yeah based on what someone else said and now that is what is causing you to doubt yourself like this person it could have been like something in like middle school and now you don't even know this person Mm -hmm. like they're somewhere else in another country (laughs) and you are still thinking about that one time yeah i remember that one time that they called you dumb that they called you fat that they said your hair was ugly that like they said that you couldn't communicate right that you weren't gonna get anywhere. That you, exactly. That you weren't and gonna now, graduate. And now, that, and that literally just, like you said, it triggered like something in you. And now you, it's like, it causes insecurity. But then at the same time, I feel like in a positive light, you could take that and be like, well, I'm gonna prove that person wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Take that as ambition. You know. Exactly. Take that as something that you can, you know, use in the future against it. Cause our, cause I feel like. Like, anxiety comes from fear. And I feel like sometimes fear is a good thing. Like, fear is like you're about to enter something that's not comfortable for you. But sometimes on the other side of uncomfortable is greatness. Yes, because you grow. Exactly. And you become a better you. It's so crazy that you said that. Because, you know, those people who were bullying us or like made us feel Mm -hmm. bad are people who have limits in their head Mm -hmm. and because they have limits in their head they believe that you have to be limited too so when you let their limits limit you then you can't be the best you that you're going to be in life and that is 
not good. You have to do what you have to do for yourself. And sometimes people see, like people see the potential that you have and they don't see potential in themselves. So they try to knock you down. Oh my God. So that you don't get there. They try to belittle you. Exactly. That's one thing that I always hated, being belittled. Mm-hmm. That is like one thing I will mm-hmm. not tolerate. I cannot be belittled. That's one thing I, I love about myself is the fact that you can't belittle me. I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just one thing I just can't do. And also about the whole um, com- being comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's something that like I've always you know, said to a lot of people who kind of just tell me, like, oh, I'm tired of being here. Like, I'm tired of this job. I'm tired of this school. I'm tired of this path or whatever. I'm like, are you comfortable? But the, most of the time it's, yeah, I guess. Well, if you're comfortable and you're not growing, there's obviously a problem. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a huge like, problem. Like, what are you yeah. doing about it? Exactly. You know what it is also? We complain, complain, complain. And then we stop complaining. And then we get comfortable again. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody says something that bothers us, then we start complaining again. And we're just like, oh, I hate it here. I don't want to be here. I don't understand what I'm doing here. But then you just go and you chill in your little corner. Mm-hmm. And you don't do nothing about it. Like... We have to do something. We just can't be in the same place. Yes, we have insecurities. Yes, we have anxiety. But if you don't try, if you never take the risk to do something different, then how are you going to know if you're better than what you're doing right now? Exactly. And also learn what works best for you in order to deal with it. Yes. Like me being one, I I honestly think I have like severe anxiety. Like I hyperventilate sometimes because of how bad Mm -hmm. it gets. And a big thing that I have incorporated in my days is kind of just understanding why I feel that way. And it's more of, you know, taking what my childhood self is telling me. So, like, I kind of reflect on why my childhood self feels that way because I know it's not the older Zudi that feels that way. It's more of the childhood version of her. And she, the older one, needs to understand why she feels that way. Mm-hmm. I need to self-reflect a little bit more on, like, why are you feeling that way? Can you, like, you know, let me know so I can try to fix the older Zudi? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. try to make sure that she's okay mm-hmm. and not that messed up, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, as me as a child, I was so messed up, like, in all different forms. Yeah. And the older me is just dragging that with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's just something I've really been incorporating to improve my relationship with myself, with my parents, with my brothers, with my friends, just in general. Because I feel like that's something that does get in the way a lot of, you know, my relationship with other people and myself. Yeah. And it triggers a lot in me. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, I know for a while, like, you know, the whole weight thing, Mm -hmm. all of that, I literally put myself in a box and I left myself there. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just glued it, taped it, freaking put everything all over it. Yep. And just disappeared mm-hmm. until I just was able to get back out again. And it's like, um, like you were saying, like talking about the younger self. I hear like a lot of people, they're like, oh, I wish I could go back to being like 15, 16, like so that I don't have to be an adult. So I don't have to adult. And I always think this to myself. I'm like, I don't want to go back to 15 and 16 <laughs> all over was, again. I'm, like, I'm not going back to that. I was insecure. I was shy. I was being bullied. People would comment. Like, I don't want to go back to that because, like, it's true. Like, you always have to, like, reflect and be like, anytime I feel insecure, like, I always have to be like, do you want to go back to that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to go back to being that insecure little girl? Or do you want to, like, 
fix the issue and also yes. work on yourself and be the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Fixing the issue is the biggest part of yeah. everything because we don't want to face it. Like I know for myself, there was a, a like a while that I would listen to music going to work, listen to music coming from work. When I was at home, it couldn't be quiet. I could I couldn't just be like in silence. And then I got to this point when I moved out and I figured out that I needed my own space and I needed to like be alone with myself. I was able to be alone with my thoughts. And when I was alone with my thoughts, a lot of the time, a lot of the times I did cry. Mm-hmm. I did um feel all these things that I didn't know where they were coming from, but it was because I didn't deal with them. Mm-hmm. I always like put them in the back mm-hmm. burner. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to think about it. But once I saw that, for example, when I moved out, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to go to your house every day. We're going to have so many dates and all this stuff. And then when I would come from work and like I would want to chill with somebody, everybody was tired, doing something. I'm like, okay, so now I have to be all alone in this apartment. What am I supposed to do? And that's when I let myself go. I let all my thoughts that I was thinking about or not thinking about actually, um, I let them come to me and I let them just like sit with me while I was by myself. And I feel like by sitting with my thoughts and actually going through them one by one, I was able to figure out why I was insecure, why I was letting people do things that I didn't want them to do, why I was still like, for example, in a relationship that I knew wasn't good for me. It was all my insecurities. I thought I wasn't good enough for something better. I didn't think that I can get anything better because I didn't let myself go through that process of healing. And a lot of us just run from healing. A lot of us just don't want to deal with it, especially because it's so hard. You have to face something that you've been running away from your whole life. Especially like my biggest insecurity, I would say, is not even my weight. It was that I didn't grow up with my dad. And I would see all these girls having this love from a man that is supposed to be your protector and everything. And I wanted that so bad. And I felt so bad about that. And just being in a relationship that I felt like somebody did love me in that way. But I didn't really know what was the right way for somebody to love me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. it just... Because you didn't it, have that relationship. I didn't have yeah, that yeah. relationship to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I definitely had to go through and I had to deal with. And I had to face it so I can let go of that insecurity and be in a better place. You know? Yeah, that's definitely a really big improvement in yourself as well like a lot of problems with people and including sometimes myself i'm not even gonna lie like sometimes if i don't want to deal with something or a lot of individuals don't want to deal with something they sweep it right under the rug and be like, i'll deal with it later i'll deal with it later i don't want to deal with that right now and that's that's a huge problem because when it ends up blowing in your face <laughs> like blowing up in your face and just explodes and make the biggest mess you're gonna be like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> And you're not going to know what to do. And it's like you have to deal with it one by one. You have to deal with it as it comes, no matter how hard it is. 
because the harder that it is, well, the harder you're going to be at dealing with everything yeah. else, you know? Like, you're going to be head on with everything else. Yes, definitely. And not going to be a mental, like, a mental wreck yeah. by the time everything blows up in your face. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely more confident now, especially because I value myself and I know what I want. And that's something that you definitely need to sit down with yourself because with all these insecurities and anxiety come things that you don't know about yourself. What do you want? What is it that you want in life? Not what everybody else is telling you what you want, is what you want. What do you want to go to bed with that you have done that whole day? Do you feel good about yourself? about who you are that's an important you, question yeah definitely these these were things that i learned so much while i was living on my own because i didn't have anybody to talk to on like a daily basis yes i talked to people here and there but like when you're living with your parents or you're living with your siblings your parents and all these people you don't have time to think about on it all of mm-hmm. these things okay yo te dicen go do um yeah. Go do some laundry or go do something, right? So you don't have time to sit down with yourself to think about what you're going through. But when you're living on your own, you make the rules and you know what you need to do, when you need to do it and all that stuff. So when I had the time to think about these things, I'm like, wow, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what I want for like my future. Like I'm doing all these things, but I'm just doing it because it's a routine. Is this really where I want to be in five or ten years? Like, you know? Yeah, it's so important to ask yourself that question. Like, where do you want to be, mm-hmm. like, three, four years from now? Even next year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, where, what do you want to do with your life? Like, are you happy? Are you genuinely happy with yourself, your situation? Can you wake up tomorrow, mm-hmm. not know the next day, and be like, yeah, I lived yesterday. You know, like, yeah. I did the best that I could. Like, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the choices that I made. I'm pretty sure half of us can't even say that we are. Definitely not. That's for, I mean, I'm not speaking for everybody, mm-hmm. but, you know, majority could say that. And I also think, like, I was thinking, like, the way that we grew up, like, mm-hmm. culturally, like, it has a lot to do with our insecurities. Yes. And the big thing is that, like, when you're Dominican and you're Hispanic in general, yes, like... You can't talk about to your parents like, oh, I have anxiety, I have an insecurity, I have... Like the conversation that we're having now, it's not that our parents are like, that they're stupid or something or they can't understand. It's just that I feel like they didn't have to grow up with the pressures and all the things that we have to deal with now. So I don't think that like, they don't understand how it affects like our mental health. Like they don't get like, the same way that you can break your arm, like somebody can break your spirit and then you're you're done. Yeah. So exactly. you need help. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get help and they, they don't understand that. So it's like, that's also tough because our whole lives we have to deal with, like we've learned to deal with that, those insecurities, those anxieties by ourselves. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, Josephine, I don't want to take away anything that you're saying. But I think that our parents probably did deal with those things, yeah. but they needed to suck it up and keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because I know for a fact my mom, she became an adult probably by the age of 12. Because yeah. my mom, not because she had a child or anything, just because she needed to stop going to mm-hmm. school so she can work and help 
out or like my mom at one point she didn't even live with my grandma she was like kind of sent to another house That's the same one my mom made. to help out with the kids in that house and to do things that adults should be yeah. doing at the age of 12. so my mom didn't even have a childhood so they're going through these traumatic events mm -hmm. themselves and they don't really know how to respond to it themselves yeah. so a person that doesn't know anything like about how to deal with things cannot help you try to deal with your own stuff mm -hmm. and they probably just don't get it because in our they, culture it's like suck it up and move on yeah. suck it up and move on there is no talking about it and if there is talking about it is because i feel like the parent is educated on that mm -hmm, topic mm -hmm. or they know a little bit more about it where they're like no espérate there's something going on here like you know they were basically adults their whole life yeah like yeah. they didn't have a childhood at yeah. all and it's so sad but yeah that's probably why my mom thinks that she's like 13 now yeah <laughs> literally my mom dresses like a yeah. 21 year old and she's just they're living. just waiting for us to be the adults and then they're like so now you have to take care of me yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be the child now yeah literally but I mean, you know everybody goes through different things that's true so you know it's just life it's hard it's hard to like live especially when society is telling you you need to do this you need to do that and you need to do it by this age and you need to do all these things that is just like um i'm trying to like better myself and think about myself first and then i'll get to everything else but they don't really give us that time yeah prioritize prioritize your needs your wants and what you need to improve on yourself and improve to make yourself better because you are the most important thing you really are the most important thing and you just need to make sure that you know you're taking care of yourself yeah and we all forget to do that because we're so busy taking care of everything else and mm -hmm. so busy taking care of everybody else and forget that we exist too you know? self-love yeah. is the best love literally <laughs> and on that note that was a great conversation that we had guys today and um we also have a couple of announcements in regards to our uploads oh yes and in regards to well yeah that's literally it, just our uploads mm -hmm. um we asked for some feedback um, in regards to our first podcast, and we decided that we're going to be changing our upload dates. So it's going to be every Tuesday mm -hmm. instead. That way, you know, you can listen to it on your way to work, on, on your, your way, way to home. School, yeah, you know. While you're getting ready, in the shower, shower. <laughs> you, know? you know. We're going to be with you guys everywhere. <laughs> so please uh, tune in into our next episode. You guys are getting an extra one this week yes. just because we also needed to make that announcement and just to make sure that we're all on the same page. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. We can't wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.